Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Coffee and Questions podcast. We have had some killer guests lately, and we are not slowing that momentum down. I am really excited to welcome a great friend of mine, Jackson Wilkie, co-founder of Channel Junkies, one of the biggest and most influential YouTube courses for real estate agents on the planet. I have several course students of mine who have gone through their program, and Jackson and his partners are badasses when it comes to this YouTube platform. So Jackson, I'm super excited to have you. Yeah, let's get into it, doggy. I love it. Well, Jackson, for those people who don't know you, I know that I know a lot of the ins and outs, but I think most of my audience might not know you uh, as far as how Channel Junkies brand kind of came to be and where your role really is in that. But I would love for you to tell my audience a little bit about you, uh, how it all started, and then kind of where you guys are at right now. I love it. And I'm not plugging it, but I got a book releasing soon that goes through this whole entire thing because it's a crazy, crazy long ride and story. But the the short of it is I'm actually a blue collar kid from North Idaho um, and, and got tired of that work, decided to quit, you know, a six figure job, moved to Portland, Oregon to get into uh, sales for escrow. So like <laughs> my job was I used to build power lines and work on a ranch. So now I got to help real estate agents get business. And that's how I got their business. And so sitting there not knowing anything about real estate, every realtor was talking about video. It's just all they talked about. Every single real estate agent, just like video, video, video. None of them really were doing it, you know? And at the time, what was setting the the stable, the kind of the bar was these super high production videos from like videographers and, and uh, you know, wear a suit and a tie. And it was just like in, in the real estate world, that was like the ish. That was like it, Right. And we had to emulate it, but there was, you know, never any conversation behind the scenes of like, is it successful or not? So long story short, I got obsessed with video, like absolutely obsessed. I started shooting videos, editing videos. And my whole shtick was like, Hey, realtor, I'm going to come help you shoot videos. I'll, I'll shoot them. I'll edit them. And, and then you send me your business. And it, it, I really started growing. The funny part about it was to get people's attention. I actually started shooting these videos um, all the time about barbecue because I love barbecue. And, and the only reason I tell the story is because it'll go into everything we talk about today. And it's what you preach about being yourself. And I had no idea when I started real estate that I should have continued doing this, but I would go into these brokerages to go talk to agents and break the ice. And they'd be like, you're that barbecue dude. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? They're like, oh my God, I watched your ribs video. I did it this weekend. Instant friends, instant communication business, right? So anyways, I didn't even realize what I was doing and, and, um, you know, until later on. So after like 10, 11 months, I'm like, I am on the wrong side of this. Like I'm helping somebody who's 70, you know, open their computer up and, you know, and they're doing 4 million in production. So I get into real estate, you know, before I did that, I met my business partner who I'm still partners with today, Jesse. He was a killer agent, did 24 deals his first year, 12 million, like the just pinnacle of like first year success. I thought I could do the same. And I couldn't, I sucked at real estate. I'm still a terrible realtor. And uh, I went all in with video. 
Now, what I did is kind of follow the the recipe, what was out there, high production. It would charge, you know, twelve to sixteen hundred dollars from this videographer. And I had to wear a suit and a tie and tell everybody I'm the top realtor and call me and got nothing from it. But I shot videos every day for every platform. Um, you know, and just I didn't have any success with it. I'll be brutally honest. Nothing, no phone calls, no nothing. I did every shop, restaurant, bar interview known to man, hundreds of them, nothing. Um, you know, a lot of thanks and and known in the community, but you know, it's really a long, long drawn out process to where we're at today, which we've closed to over 400 homes from our YouTube channels. I've traveled the country starting YouTube channels. And and if you see these living in YouTube channels across the country that, that came from my teaching and um, it really was just a lot of pain and thousands of videos. And then finally figuring out the YouTube platform was not a platform to just put your listing videos and open house tours. Like there's a lot of keyword research. There's a lot of metadata. There's a lot of understanding the actual um, recipe of a video, you know, with hooks and calls to actions and, and, and the meat of the video. So that's a lot of it really quick, but uh, you know, we've now leveraged YouTube to, you know, grow multiple teams and, and close 400 homes in about, two and a half years. Well, I love it. And one of the reasons why I was really excited to interview you is, you know, most people know me as the Instagram person. I, I certainly have a, a name in the industry as being the Instagram guru, if you will. And I love Instagram. I really love the platform. I love what it offers me as an individual. And I really love what it offers uh, my clients, right? What they're able to do. But that's part of why I really wanted to interview you and have you be able to kind of pour into the audience because while Instagram and YouTube are different platforms, there is so much harmony between the two. And a lot of what works, works on both platforms. Um, and a lot of my students even still, they'll be they'll ask me YouTube questions and I say, you need to go call Jackson or Jesse. But um, what you and I have created a relationship on is this power of authenticity and being ourselves truly um, and leveraging call to actions, leveraging strong hooks, leveraging great opening to video that isn't happy Monday, right? Which is what a lot of people like to do. So right. uh, one of the big questions that I want to kick us off with is something I just got an email the other day from a, one of our course students asking, Hey, Michelle, so the market is shifting. Should I be doing something different on Instagram right now or on YouTube right now because of what's going on? And I have my Instagram answer, but I want your answer, Jackson, as far as on YouTube, the market is shifting. No surprise, right? All we could go into a hundred reasons as to why that's true. But what would you tell somebody who says, oh, maybe I should about face with what I'm doing right now because of what's going on in the market? Yeah. And actually on the, on the YouTube front, there needs to be a change and it's not a change in like the way you shoot a video. It's not a change in the uh, amount of videos per week. It's no, it's, it's no change. It's actually a change in, in the, in the tone of your voice. It's a change in the conversation because right now, unfortunately, real estate agents are being just bludgeoned to death because of this whole negative concept of, uh, the inflation, the recession, the housing market collapse. I am personally friends with YouTubers who are doing these style of videos and they're crushing it. Now, everybody wants to talk about, you know, virality and, and hundreds of thousands of views and millions of views. If you want to do that, it's all about AdSense. You're not going to get a ton of like actual real estate clients out of that because what you're doing is feeding into the algorithm. So when you look at YouTube right now, um, what's hogging the airways, as I like to call it, is negative uh, news about the inflation, right? A negative news about the housing market. Two years ago, what hogged everything? COVID. 
If you shot COVID videos, it literally would go viral because that's all people cared about. If you put Dr. Fauci in your thumbnail, it went crazy, right? So unfortunately, yes, you have to, you kind of have to adapt to these different times and, and use almost like a negative video title sometimes to get people to your platform, but then spit your truth, right? And that's, that's what we're having a lot of meetings about right now. I am all value driven, right? I close more homes on YouTube than any human possible because I do massive vlogs showing every inch of these suburbs, these cities. I do map tours. I All this whole process that I've invented, right? Because I understand the psychology behind somebody moving to a new area and how difficult it is. And I'm sorry, but going and interviewing a taco shop does absolutely nothing for me if I'm moving to your city. So stop doing that shit. It doesn't do anything. But when this market shifts, when, when we're seeing this and there's all this negative propaganda out there, a lot of times we want to, as real estate agents, go, well, in the 1970s, the interest rates were 20%. Well, I don't give a shit. It's not 1970. It's yeah. 2022. And, and my decision started six months ago when interest rates were 3% and now they're five. This is terrible news for me, right? But when you actually can inject the stories, like you said, that's where you can really change the narrative. And so we had to honestly play the negative game, which sucks. I hate it. But you had to, I had to leverage titles like now is the worst time to buy a, a, a house in Houston, Texas. And I would take this negative article and look at the numbers that they used and how they actually took that story and turned it into a negative when it was actually a positive. Like, it's crazy. If you actually read all that data and information from somebody who understands it, it's a, it's a positive thing. Like, Having 0.4 months of inventory is terrible for the real estate market. Having two months is really, really, really good. But when that number jumps 17 or 25%, everybody's going to take that and say it negatively. So what you, you really have to do in these shifting markets is you got to be what I call the real estate doctor. Every real estate agent is so scared shitless to sit there and say, yes, this market's shifting. Yes, inflation's going through the roof. Yes, interest rates are rising. And here's exactly what's happening. My clients are actually getting to shop. They look at three, four, five. How, and I'm telling you right now, if it's not the time for you to buy, then do not even think about it. But I had five conversations last week alone with people about this. I'm the real estate doctor. If you have an ailment, you're going to call your doctor, right? If you have one question about real estate, why aren't you calling me? I love this stuff. I told three people not to buy a house last week because it wasn't the perfect time. I'm not here to sell you a house. I'm here to be the real estate doctor to, to assess your ailments, right? So it's like going hardcore on these calls to action. And we started pivoting on that on YouTube and showing actual the positive side of buying right now and getting inspections, getting appraisal gaps uh, or not having to do appraisal gaps, You know, actually being able to shop, coming in under asking. These are bonuses if your goal is moving to Houston or moving to Portland and buying a house, right? So well, I think unfortunately, yes, you got to kind of do that, but it's it's being very hardcore with your calls to action and that I am here for you because that's what people need in these terrible times is, is somebody who they trust. Well, yeah, and I think I we talked about this offline before we started, but telling better stories is kind of the narrative that needs to be talked about right now, right? Which is that the market let's not uh, pretend that what's going on doesn't exist, but let's also yep. not pretend that what's going on is the end all be all of all things. Um, I think that it's a, it's a combination of the two, right? Because like, uh, and I don't know if you experienced this as much as I did on like, just when I was scrolling both YouTube and Instagram, uh, you know, our channel, my personal channel has grown because of you guys and a lot of what we're doing there. But so I, I'm on both platforms quite regularly um, but the whole, you know, 
marry the house, date the rate meme that was going around for like months and months and months. It was, if I see another one of those, I think I'm going to pass out because it's right. That's not what we should be telling. That's not the story that we should be talking about. Um, and then one thing you mentioned that I want to double down on is I think a lot of people are, as you said, scared to address the situation head on, right? They want to make it sound like it's all roses and magical. And well, yeah, when I bought a house in 1970, it was, the, you know, the interest rate was 12%. Yeah. And now it's only five, you're still 7% better. But for the generation of people who are buying homes right now, the the primary market of that, as you said, we don't have any experience with that, right? When I first bought my house, uh, when I was 24, my interest rate, I believe, um, if I remember, was like just over 4%. I want to say it was like 4.1, right? And I'm 32. So that was almost eight years ago. Um, so even in the last eight to 10 years, like I still have never experienced what these people are trying to tell me is why I should still buy a house. Because to me right now, that's high. So my point in all of this is telling better stories and saying what's actually happening for you. Or, hey, I, I wrote a series the other day for a client about down payment assistance programs and how right now is actually the best time to get approved for all of these really awesome down payment assistance type programs. Why? Because the people who are selling houses really want them to, or really want people to buy them. Um, yep. And so being able to talk about what down payment assistance is and not talking about it as like, oh, it's just this program that you get 0% down. Well, no, there's a lot more to that. Um, and so for her right now, she's leveraging being able to tell better stories in her videos, in her content about down payment assistance programs and how somebody can leverage what that actually means in, in the market that we're in currently. Um, and I think that's the narrative. Um, and that was mm -hmm. my tangent, but I, I said, I wrote down when you were talking, telling better stories is kind of the primary thing that I want people to focus on. But, uh, yeah. And, and to that though, nobody's going to listen to your stories if you don't hook them at the beginning. So that's another thing that you have to realize. I don't care what platform you're on. And I, I yell at people every day of these agents. I'm like, look, I like, I'm a YouTube guy because I know that people, who need to buy stuff, they, they, the, the number one thing, uh, the number one aspect of the sales process is, is search. Like they, they, they seek things out when we want to buy something, we seek it out, you know, we seek information. And so I love YouTube for that, but the Facebooks and the Instagrams have the ability to leverage, um, you know, the algorithms to people most likely to watch your content, but it's never going to happen. If we open these, these videos up talking about myself first. Hi, I'm Jackson Wilkie, your local realtor. Boom, gone. I don't give a shit. Like it's I'm out of here. But if you look into that camera and and you know, especially I don't I don't use um Instagram for real estate besides being myself. I can talk about that later. I probably have more DMs for real estate sales than 99% of the agents and I do this much real estate talk because I have a platform where everybody goes to find information about buying and selling houses, which is in YouTube. And then they go to my Instagram to see if I'm a real dude. Right. And then I am, I'm a dad. I, you know, I got three kids, drink beers, barbecue, fish hunt, and people love, Oh my God, I can't believe you have the best bit. You're just like me. I got three kids. So I leverage it that way, but you have to understand that if you're going to leverage algorithms, right. If you're going to leverage these beautiful algorithms that social media have, then what it's trying to do is find people most likely to watch your content. That is it at the end of the day, right? It's how advertisements work. And so to get people to your stories is you've got to hook them. So 
I'm on Instagram reels. I'm not like, Hey, you know, today we're going to talk about some down payment assistant program. It's like, Hey, you worried about this inflation, this housing market, you thinking about buying, selling, but it's a terrible time. I'm going to tell you right now, the three biggest mistakes you're going to make buying a house today, right? Do that shit and be, and be brutally honest. Like right now, you know, and, and then go through these stories of how they can avoid these mistakes. And then in that video, you're like, look, Literally DM me any day, night, weekend. I will have a conversation with you, even if you're 12 months down the road, right? Be very hardcore in your calls to action and hook people out of the gate with these really enticing, like, you know, these, um, you know, hooks, right? Yeah, I think let's let's lever or uh, continue down the hook conversation, if you would. I think that is something that people get nervous about. I think naturally when they're even trying to start doing video in the first place, they have a script in front of them and they're trying to follow along with it. Um, and sometimes they feel like they're going too fast or too slow. And so they end up just going to what feels comfortable, which is, Hey, my name's Michelle Barber Michael and I blah, blah, blah. right. So when, at least when I coach people about how to open a, a caption, it's, I would imagine it's quite similar to your hook process, which is, and this is what I say. And I'm super curious as to your take on that. But what I tell people is if I'm going to call somebody on the phone and tell them how excited I am about something that just happened, I'm not going to call them and be like, hey, guess what just happened? Because that's what everybody says. What I'm going to say is, oh my gosh, Jackson, seriously, you will not believe the phone call I just got, or you will not believe what just got dropped on my front porch. Like just the, I always tell people to slow myself down here, right? Is Call somebody, the way you would call somebody to tell them you're really excited about something is how you should open a caption, not new listing or just hit the market. Because when you pick up the phone to call somebody, you're not saying, hey, Jackson, my house was just listed. Like you don't talk like that. Right. Yeah. So again, a hook is is answering a consumer's question. So if, if you take anything away from this, the the aspect of of real estate marketing has been just like behind the eight ball for a thousand years because um we always feel as if we need to talk about ourselves first and and what really needs to happen in, in real estate is content marketing if you look up that definition it's it's answering the consumer's questions so that's why we get so much business from from our videos because we after 12 months of pain and misery of doing what was taught out there by a bunch of people um, we learned the hard way that you, you got to answer these consumers questions. So that, that really means that you need to open every single video asking some sort of question to your audience. Are you terrified of these interest rates right now in September of 2022? Well, let's talk about the three things you didn't know about them, right? And this is where you can go hardcore. You can get pissed off, get fiery. Like the more you get into your, 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 your stance, the more people are going to trust you and guess what's going to happen. You're going to get a shitload of haters down there too who blow you up. That's fine. That You don't want everybody and 50% of the world ain't going to like you, but the other 50 now is going to be your ride or die. So when we hook people, right? I don't go, hi, I'm Jackson Wilkie. I'm the best real estate agent, agent ever. And I'm here in Houston, Texas. And today we're going to look at my listing, right? And my open house, my everything. But when I'm like, you're thinking about moving to Houston, Texas, you have no idea where to live. Well, in this video, I'm going to teach you a couple of these different areas to live. And most importantly, there's a bunch of these areas you're going to hate to live. So stay tuned, right? Now it's like, oh my God, I'm moving to Houston, Texas. I need to know where to live. And he just talked about some areas I'm going to hate to live. 
the psychology is always behind the negative aspects. So if we can get that question in the intro of our video, you'll hook that person. And if you get, if you hook them and can keep their attention, right, that's what feeds the algorithm, the data it needs to go and recommend your videos to other people. So it's all at the end of the day, it comes down to average view durations and, and, and click through rates, this kind of thing. And so you have to keep people's attention. And what is for people asking what, what would make those metrics good? Right. I mean, I know what mine are. And so I'm curious because I, you guys have taught me even to, to study my own metrics. So it's always interesting, but yeah. what would, if someone's looking at their YouTube channel right now and they're looking at their average click-through rate is, you know, 2%, what do they need to be paying attention to? And, and what is, how would you quantify it as being good? I may not stop talking for the next seven hours here because this is what I, I debunked the entire real estate myth on was you have to have short videos. It has to be 60 seconds. Nobody has attention span longer than the goldfish. And that's just because our content sucked ass and, and nobody wanted to watch it. But when you truly answer consumers questions, I have average view durations of 25 minutes and that's only 35%. So that means that I'm shooting 40, 45, 50 minute videos and I'm keeping people's attention for 20 plus minutes and YouTube's blasting my video out there to 1.9 million people, you know, impression wise. And I get massive views because the world's ran on advertising. So I studied and split tested thousands of thumbnails, thousands of titles to find better click-through rates, right? Click-through rates are what what Netflix gauges the success of a video, what Hulu, what Amazon Prime, they split test thumbnails. You ever watched a show and, and it's a certain thumbnail and you click on it and then the next day you go back to watch it and it's a different thumbnail? They're testing it. The whole world's ran off click-through rates. So this is something that you got to get almost obsessive about. And uh, yeah, 2% click-through rate means both title and thumbnail. And, and a lot of the inexperienced people will say it's only thumbnail it's not the title has so much more to do um you know with it and obviously that thumbnail is usually what stops you but that title better be something right if it's just a video that's like you know moving to houston texas right that's okay kind of but it's like seven scary truths of moving to houston texas you're kind of like what like i have to click that shit right now the thumbnail is all obviously going to pair with that nicely little cheese and wine pairing but click-through rates are something that you got to get obsessed about you know um I have an, a new channel where I'm, I'm working on virality it has nothing to do with YouTube or, or uh, real estate. And I, you know, these videos that pick up 75,000 views in 10 hours, they have like 22% click through rates. So it's a, it's a combination of title and thumbnail average real estate agents. If you can get those, you know, around the five, 6%, you're, you're usually doing pretty good. Um, especially if that video is really picking up a lot of views and a lot of organic suggested traffic, then you know five six percent average view durations are, are are usually something to shoot for, if not better. I love it, and I and think longer videos it's, too. It's good for people to. I think everyone's probably going to go race to their YouTube metrics right now and double check what their numbers look like. Um, and I know, I know, I have a team meeting in in after this, and I can't wait to see what mine is just from listening to that. So, um, another question on the YouTube front is YouTube Shorts. I think it is just a common everybody's kind of like, am I supposed to do them? Am I not supposed to do them? And I think if I'm understanding you properly, the answer is no, really. Um, especially with your ability to create a, a video that is 20, 30, 40 minutes and is getting people to watch 25 to 30% of it on average. 
Um, that's mm -hmm. a massive number. So YouTube shorts, from my understanding, are like real short, very Instagram really. Um, and that's really not going to benefit them. But I guess my question to you is, is why is that true from your perspective? And then also why would YouTube even make something like YouTube shorts if we're really not supposed to use it? YouTube shorts are entertainment, right? And it's a competition with TikTok. TikTok took over and, and I get this in my face every day. Well, TikTok has more average viewers and view time than YouTube. And I'm like, cool, go dance, go do TikTok. I don't give a shit, but yeah. I've never heard of a, a true real estate TikToker closing hundreds and hundreds of homes. It's usually I got conversation, right? And you may get a onesie twosie. The one thing that, you know, some of these viral real estate agents may get more than anything is maybe some referrals from other agents. But at the same time, when you look at algorithms and when you look at average view durations and when you look at click-through rates and when you look at channels growing, it really bases off strong, positive, long view duration numbers, high click-through rates. So if you're going to shoot long form content on your YouTube channel about, you know, relocation information, uh, and then all of a sudden you start dropping YouTube shorts in there that are 50 seconds long, your average view durations gap just slammed down, right? So what happens when your average view durations go down is it starts telling YouTube, hey, nobody's really liking your channels. It affects your overall average view durations. It will not start recommending your other videos out there. And when's the last time you've really gone to YouTube and searched something and found a YouTube short and search? So the number one aspect of the sales process is search. That's what people do when they need to make a purchase decision. So I want to rank number one in search. That's also now anybody who even goes to Google or to Pinterest or podcast and starts typing anything about Houston makes a Pinterest board of moving to Houston board. Like now all these algorithms pick up on that. They're literally going to get my Houston video explained, dropped in their lap and watched it. My average view duration on YouTube search for Houston is about six and a half minutes long. That's pretty good. Like that means that on average, when people find me in search, which it's a search engine. You think that's the 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 be all end all um, is six and a half minutes. My average view duration on suggested traffic is ten minutes and seventeen seconds right now. Who do you think smarter, me or the algorithms? The damn algorithms know way more than anybody. So if I'm doing a bunch of short form little clip videos, I'm not going to get these longer longer average view durations. The number one driver to my YouTube channel is my suggested and my browse traffic. That means that YouTube is placing my videos in front of people most likely to watch it because I have crazy long average view durations. I have over 18.5 million impressions, meaning YouTube for free, I've never spent a dime, drops my videos in front of 18 and a half million people most likely to watch it. And I just told you I'm getting 70% longer average view durations from that than when they find me in search. So the name of the game is you have to leverage keywords. You have to leverage what is people actually searching into these search engines, shoot killer videos that are longer, and then YouTube will go out there and place your videos in front of people most likely to watch it. So, you know, 60 plus 70% of my traffic's coming from the recommendations of YouTube, meaning longer videos get recommended more by YouTube. So I'm a data analytic dude. I fight these, you know, real estate, uh, digital marketers all the time, but they've never sold a house. And so when you can't really back that up with data and information. And the reason I know this too, is I went through 12, 14 months of pain and misery. I closed no deals. My channel never grew. I ne like nothing happens. So you can talk about shorts all you want. You can go do them all you want. And you may have some viral stuff go, but it's purely entertainment. And they also have a shelf life. It's going to go boom out the gate and then flatline. They die. We actually had the top 
um, one of the top, you know, YouTube short guy, he actually did hundreds of shorts. He had like, I don't know, 10, 20,000 followers. Um, he never got one deal out of it. He switched over. He has a living in Hawaii channel. Now you can see, um, and in one year, he's already out of real estate production, grew a team. He moved out of that market. He's student starting a new channel. He's actually our newest business partner at channel junkies, Ryan strong. So he ran the side-by-side comparisons too. I get, I get kind of fired up about that. Cause that's kind of who I battle in this industry is this, these short form, you know, creators to where, um, you know, they're battling me on the TikTok and the YouTube shorts front of, of how many views they can get. But I, I mean, I like 400 home sales more than 4 yeah, million views. Oh, it's so freaking true because the data doesn't lie. Right. And this is something that I combat so much. And it's really actually uh, to pause myself again, this is such an incredible conversation because Instagram and YouTube are so different yet. They serve a very, very similar purpose for us. And at the end of the day, the answer to are we successful or are we not is in one thing, which is, are we having conversations that lead to I'm selling a house, I'm helping someone buy a house, or in my case or your case, we're, you know, selling a course, selling a program, um, getting people into coaching, you know, whatever that looks like. So at, at the end of the day, it comes down to what's in our bank account, not, oh my gosh, I have, you know, I got 500,000 views on a reel, like good for you, but what, what, what about it? Where is it going now? Um, and so I just think it's super interesting that while they are very different platforms, the ultimate purpose of both of them is the exact same, right? Which is let's generate business for us that actually matters, um, not virality. And I love that that's how you kind of phrased it. Um, and the fact that you're super fiery and passionate about it just shows and should hopefully show people like Jackson's not sitting here trying to fluff you. If YouTube's been no. something that you're really passionate about, then spend time learning it and spend time learning from someone who's walking it. Uh, and that's another thing about Jackson that I just have to props about is he's walking it, right? We're not talking about someone who's telling you here, hire me because I'm going to teach you how to get videos to go viral because that is never going to be part of Jackson's marketing or his business partner's marketing, because that's not what it's about. Um, and so I, I just feel very like our platforms are very synonymous in a lot of ways. But one thing I wanted to say, and I took a note on it is Instagram is different, right? In the sense of it is actually better to be short form than it is to be long form. Um, and that's okay. Right. So for those of you guys who are listening and you're like, well, I have an Instagram channel because Michelle, you told me to, but now I want to go get excited about YouTube and fix it. My answer to you is, yeah, do both. You need both because again, they both serve different purposes as far as how we create content with the end game being the same, but it's okay to post long form content. And I'm even thinking about myself right now, Jackson, because I want to ask you this, uh, even though we're all, we're live and on air, right? Most of the videos that we put on our channel are about 10 minutes uh, because we take a clip of a longer form, either a podcast episode or a training I do or something like that. And then we put an awesome thumbnail on it. We work on our titles, the whole nine yards. So are you telling me based off what you've just been explaining that I should just let the entire episode go on the platform instead of the 10 minute chunk? On YouTube? Yeah. So, and I'll be brutally honest about this. A lot of times, um, longer form interview style videos just don't really work on YouTube because we're not answering the consumer's question, right? So the whole thing about YouTube is really that initial click and the initial like, uh, you know, audience retention. 
So a lot of times, you know, we open up podcasts like, Hey, what's going on? How was your weekend? And it's long, but what I would do, honestly, if you were leveraging these is now, as soon as this podcast is done, you're going to recap the three most in, like scary topics, right? You're going to be like, oh my God, we just learned why, you know, doing YouTube shorts will absolutely destroy your real estate business. You're not going to want to miss this, right? Because now you've hooked me. So the biggest problem, and again, who do we, we, we sit there and we watch all these real estate agents who do this stuff. And just because they have videos, now they're the king of something, but what do you actually get out of that? So no, like sometimes doing some of these videos on YouTube, it just doesn't go, right? You have to understand that each platform is different, right? And the one thing that that also doesn't work, and I get this question a million times, is what about, you know, I have the YouTube video, can I cut clips and put them onto Instagram or, or, or Facebook or whatever? And I'm like, you can, but it, it just doesn't work. I would rather see you go do an actual Instagram reel like yourself. It, it'll produce 10 times the results than the clip. And how do I know that? I did a thousand of these clips and no real estate agents watched it because it's just the different platform. And if we're taking it from this platform and they already saw it, and then we put it on this platform, they don't care about it, right? So if you're going to use one platform, unfortunately, you got to put in a little bit more work and you've got to shoot videos specifically for each one. But yes, for, for YouTube, you know, you're going to have way more success by, by leveraging what YouTube's about. It's a search engine. So if people search it, you better hook the shit out of them right out of the gate and you better explain exactly what they get and 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 give it to them, right? <clears throat> and so, uh, you know, with Instagram too, it's the same recipe. It's just a little shorter, you know? Yeah. With those reels and stuff, you still hook them. Got to hook them really, really hard and really then give fast. them exactly what they want. Yep. Really, really fast because it, we don't have as long on Instagram as we do on YouTube just by the nature of the platform. So your hook is- Yeah, I was speaking at this event. Sorry, I was speaking at this event the yeah. other day and, and um, there was a uh, digital marketer there who works for a cold calling company, but was giving a social media presentation. And it was just all these like stats that he collected, you know, and no real like I've closed business from this. And one of his stats was like, TikTok is the fastest growing. Just turn on your camera. How many agents are so sick and tired of hearing, oh, just turn on your camera? Well, it's like, what the hell do I say, right? That's the hardest part. And he said 75% of the views, make sure that every one of your videos has captions too, because 75% of those views, uh, according to TikTok, you know, it's coming from people in the bathroom or, or what, and like no sound. And I'm like, so you really want to build content, you know, surrounding somebody who only has two minutes to, to, you know, take in your, your content on the toilet, right? That's my whole shtick. I'm always like, look, you know, when I'm on the toilet, I kill two minutes of time on TikTok, whatever. But when I actually want to go learn something like, you know, what's the best golf wedge or, or uh, you know, what car is best for real estate or what's the best laptop for, uh, you know, editing videos for real estate, I will literally watch three months of long form content to make my purchase decisions. So when you understand that, you know, it really boils down to just, you've got to be the the source for whatever your niche is on, on these platforms. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. It, it's so interesting to hear. I feel like I'm just trying to be a sponge to what you're saying right now, because, you know, I, I've been doing Instagram for a long time and it's, the growth process of even just getting better at your own craft comes from mm. learning from people like you, Jackson, and from people who uh, are doing it on other platforms and being able to do it at a really high level. And one thing I heard you mm -hmm. say too, is this concept of repurposing, right? Because I think a lot of people ask us how to repurpose. People want to save time. People want the fast 
How do I just make it so that I don't have as much work to do and just put it on autopilot? And guys, what you're hearing both Jackson and I say, specifically Jackson on what he just explained on YouTube and being able to put it on Instagram as well, is that the solution is not doing it faster or doing it simpler, right? And Mm -hmm. that's just the brutal reality of being able to really master YouTube and and master your marketing. Uh, And this is something that I think to to tie this up and, and wrap it in a bow, if you will, our mindset is everything, right? Are we willing to do the work that it takes to actually make the impact in our business that we need to, so that we are around in two years, three years, five years, seven years, irregardless of what's going on in the market or whatever the next shift might be. Um, and what Jackson just described is record your long form video. And then guess what? You have to get and whip out your phone and talk about whatever you just talked about in that video in a different video. And that's okay, right? What used to work doesn't work anymore. Um, Meaning I used to do this where I would record my long form video and I would just take a snippet of it and I would just post it, right? It doesn't work the same way that it used to. And that's okay. So the whole premise of this entire conversation is the market is shifting. What am I supposed to be doing differently? And the answer is you have to work a little harder, period. And if you work harder in the better places for you and where your business needs to spend or where you need to spend time on your business, aka Instagram, aka YouTube, you work a little harder because nobody else wants to. And I don't even have to describe to you what the difference would be in your business if you did. Um, But I think a lot of people, Jackson, you deal with it every single day, right? People want the, the fast solution. Jackson, tell me how to get this to happen. Tell me how to get that to happen. And there's no substitution for hard work. And that's just the brutal reality of those who are going to be around and those who aren't. Especially in the long organic game where we don't spend money, you know, we want to leverage algorithms. And so it takes months sometimes, you know, six months to really get something going. But I have videos that I shot terribly three and a half years ago that I'm still getting phone calls from. And the only reason I know that is because I was an idiot and I put my personal cell phone number on those videos <laughs> and, uh, and, and that and not an idiot because people could call me, but you can't scale a business that way. So thankfully after about five, you know, videos in, we, we got a joint number, um, which, you know, obviously that, that channel alone is closed 160 million, but, um, it's just something that's amazing to me that like I have kids that are two, seven and 10 and they'll be able to use my YouTube videos for real estate if they want to, because it's going to be there just working for me forever. And that's what I love about long form, you know, YouTube content is it's a search. It can sit there and just work for you forever, but it really boils down to the work. Cause yeah, you're not going to get any views out of the gate. And then you're going to be like, Oh my God, I need to put money to this. And I need to, because we're just, we're just absolutely, painted this picture every day that views and followers mean everything. And it's not like you got to let these algorithms find the people and then it grows organically. Yeah, I I agree so much. Jackson, I love it. And I think that I know you guys have some cool stuff coming up that I think people should dial into. So if you could uh, tell us how we can get a hold of you, tell us where we can go. I actually uh, just looked up like the live in Houston series. And I mean, guys, his channel is insane. Uh, it's there's multiple channels within the channel too. And some of them you go back two years, three years, four years, and it's just wild how uh, amazing it looks. It's well-branded, which is something we talk about all the time. And in addition to that, guys, it's freaking working. Like that's it. There's no other way to say that. So um, Jackson, how can we get dialed into you? How can we reach out to you if if that makes sense? And then uh, what is something that you guys have coming up that people need to know about? 
Yeah, and I've got actually I've traveled the country for like 20 months starting 11 channels across the country. So I've got them everywhere. Um Houston's like the eighth one that's actually where I live now, but don't you don't need to go to those. You can use those as reference, but I'm a free guy. I've documented this since I started it 3 plus years ago all free. And so that's the biggest thing that I want to teach you guys today too and and I talk about this a lot if if you're if you're getting information and learning from somebody you know who's not doing it uh themselves then, then then stay away from it you know and and especially not providing free content you know like Michelle that with with these podcasts like you got to you got to give it away right and so if you go to the channel junkies on YouTube I have literally given it away for almost 4 years 500 videos I go live every single week so it is all free you know, and then we have a free Facebook group channel junkies. My baby now is this uh, podcast that I started called the walk and talk. And I literally walk to the gym every day and I just answer the questions that I get emailed. So you can email me info at jacksonwilkie.com and then go to any podcast platform, type in channel junkies, YouTube for real estate. You'll see it. My downloads went from about 400 to 600 a month to 8,000 a month. So you guys are loving the raw, honest. There's not an edit to it. Sometimes I get hit by weed eaters and you name it, but um, it's raw organic content where I am getting fiery, passionate about YouTube and video. So go check that out. And then I do have my book coming out soon, which will be, you know, um, the explanation behind all of this and kind of the, so the Facebook group is usually the best place to go for all things of what we're doing. I love it. Well, I'm definitely in that Facebook group and I have seen some of the wild, crazy yep. success stories that have come out of this. So no substitution for hard work. I'm going to reiterate that. But Jackson, I know uh, I want to be a good steward of your time and let people um, connect with you on their time as well. So we'll make sure in the show notes, guys, that everything is there for you to be able to get a hold of Jackson uh, Facebook group. I will link that in the show notes as well. So you guys yep. can jump on and get in there. But super proud to know this guy uh, inspiring to me on my own on journey on YouTube. Um, and also on the Instagram side of things, guys, you know, we we leverage a lot of what Jackson is referencing and do it on Instagram at a really high level. So whatever you guys need, reach out to Jackson. He's certainly a wealth of knowledge and somebody who's super available to be able to help you guys. So Jackson, thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of this. And I, I can't wait for people to actually go take action on it. Hell yeah, homie. We'll see you all later. I love it. Bye guys. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow my guests on social media. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you consume this content.